0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I was honest with her. I did say that I called her a liar. I did say that I didn't believe the story. I did say I had a problem with the timeline. I have said more things to her than anyone in that group would ever say because you're all scared of her. I think everyone wants to know the answers to the questions that I've been asking. They just won't step up and actually ask the questions directly to you. everyone, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business, but mine with me, Cara Berry, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills only edition. Wow, what a relief it is to be able to say that. I, you know, was tired of going through the struggle of having to explain or pretend that I'm finding Roni to be interesting this season. I don't have to do that. Of course. The question is, did I watch the So That Happened episode no (laughs) if the footage that we got was the footage that we got do I want to see what they what was left on the cutting room floor absolutely not so (laughs) I'm protecting my piece on that one and yeah it looks like you know yet another rumor has um cropped up with regard to the reunion and apparently allegedly finally they're gonna film at some point within the next week I'm just happy to hear a theory or a rumor about this reunion that doesn't have to do with like Ebony being the devil or, you know, the black bitch who's ruining everybody and the whole franchise. So hopefully you guys are filming the reunion. I'm not really that motivated to watch. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm more motivated to watch a reunion than the season. We'll see. We'll see. Um, So let's talk about Beverly Hills. I'm going to say something that maybe not everybody's going to agree with. This was like a perfect episode for me. This is it gave me every single thing that I wanted. It alleviated so much frustration. It also added a lot of frustration. I think that this episode I tweeted this last night everybody showed their ass like for better or for worse. And it really cemented to me and I think Like, so many of these women get away with things, or there's a short memory for past behavior, or even current behavior from the housewives, and I feel like this episode, everybody showed their very true colors, everyone said what they felt to their faces, for the most part, and not... Purely in the confessionals, Lisa and Kyle and Dorit, um, and I appreciated everybody just being authentically or authentically inauthentically themselves. Lisa, so let's talk about this. Um, should I? There was an article in Page Six that just dropped about how. Lisa Rinna is basically Erica's only friend from the housewives at this point that the this episode that I'm about to talk about was really tough for Erica and they used a phrase that I'm going to have to go back and look at because I thought it was so like it was such a weird way to describe what Erica's reaction was. Okay, so says Lisa's the only friend left because this week's episode is hard for her to watch with some of the women making fun of her. Who was making fun of Erica? See, this is how you know how it's coming from Erica's camp. Because I think think even a, a hardcore, delusional Erica stand would not say that the women were making fun of her this week. Like, at all. So I find that very confusing. But, um, yeah, apparently there's some, you know, she's feeling some type of way about Kyle and Dereet and whatever. I, I don't. Great. Great. <laughs> Great. This is not me sticking up for Erica at all. But I feel like, kind of like what Crystal said at the end of the episode with uh, regard to Erica and Sutton. Y'all said what you said. I mean, she probably wasn't going to be taking their feelings about, you know, their questions and their doubts on the chin, right? So can't really be shocked that she doesn't want to fuck with them anymore. And, like, that makes me happy because it just does. (laughs) I don't have a reason. There's no philosophical reason for it. It just makes me happy because that's the kind of girl I am. So anyway, let's talk about this episode So, obviously, we're still at Kathy Hilton's home in front of all of her Baccarat, in front of her French chef, horrified. Patrick is horrified. And we start off with Erica saying shut the fuck up to Sutton. And Sutton's like, everybody, all of you guys wanted me to be honest about the things that I said, so I want to do that. And Erica looks at her and says, do you want to get sued? (laughs) So at that point, Kyle says, like, hey, like, time out, Erica, because saying things like that is lending credence to what Sutton has been saying or has been trying to say this whole time. And Erica's like, well, I'm not going to sue her. But if you want to talk about somebody with health issues and you think that that person's not going to come after you, think again. So... (laughs) let me continue in a confessional Erica says it's not about her suing Sutton. It's about be careful what you say about other people who aren't here because, and then she looks at the camera, he ain't dead and gone, honey. So you're telling me (laughs) that we all exist in this universe in which for all the things that are happening in Tom's life, all the lawsuits all the articles he's moving into an assisted living facility his mental health is in rapid decline or three years decline or 10 years decline depending on how who you ask or what erica feels like answering at the time that all of a sudden he is going to hear that sutton strack is poking holes or questioning whether or not he's actually fit mentally and he's going to sue her for what? Slander? <laughs> like, for what, girl? And here's another thing. Like, pick a wall, Boots. Are you guys doing this Bonnie and Clyde shit where you're all in and you're supportive of him and he's going to come for you? How would he even know? <laughs> okay, so are you guys, like... Are you in the state where you need to be threatening on behalf of your uh, husband? Or are you divorcing this man who was a monster and a cheater to you for years? Why is she continuing to defend him? Why is she acting like he's got all this? Like, she really needs to pick one road, girl, and go down that one and be consistent. Because that would be a much better look than all of this shit that she's doing now. So now back at the table, Dorit's like yelling, we didn't ask to be in the situation, Erica, we just are. So if that's the situation, then we should all be scared. And Kyle tries to say that, again, what Erica is saying to Sutton lends credence to Sutton's concerns. And Erica says in a very hushed tone to Kyle, she, meaning Sutton, she should be quiet so Dorit says well that sounds very threatening and Erica says sudden th- took things to a different level because it's one thing to ask questions like all the girls have not been doing Erica um, but it's another thing to call somebody a liar especially when it comes to their health well okay <laughs> I would venture to say that it's one thing to like be in a slew of lawsuits in which you scam the fuck out of people and it's another thing To be in a lawsuit in which you scam the fuck out of people. And are also lying about your mental state to get out of it. But okay. Anyway. So Erica then says, you know, I'm really about to lose my shit on all of you. And we have to watch about 15 seconds of her with her arm on the table. Hand to her temple. Trying to like get herself together. Kathy's saying, just take a moment. Okay. Everybody's staring at her. You could hear a pin drop. You could hear a little piece of caviar drop on the floor. And when she does say something, she says, turns to Sutton and says, If you ever call me a liar again, I'm coming for you. Trust me. (laughs) The ladies lost it. Lost it. You guys, did you see that preview? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the preview for last week where she tells another fucking tall tale of uh, Tom involving her son now. He was five, flipping five times. I don't even know what she was talking about, but there was another accident. Another, um, you know, Tommy takes a tumble part two and her her son got a head injured Girl, I don't know. That was just, just words. Just words were coming out of her mouth. It was like, we, like, you wake up a child from a nap and you tell them, ask them about their dreams and then they just go on and on and on. You're like, okay. Well, that sounds very strange and scary and completely nonsensical, but I'm gonna let you have that. Toddler, not 50-something-year-old woman. Okay? Um, so, in a confessional... Sutton's like, so you're suing me? You're coming after me? Am I going to wake up in the morning with a horse head in my bed? What exactly are you saying here? So back at the table, Sutton's over it. Done. She's like, I'm not doing it. I swear to God, Erica, I can't, like, like I can't say something because he's going to threaten me. And Erica's like, oh, no, it's not a threat. It's a promise. So in a confessional, Kathy is like, you know what? I've entertained a lot of people and I cannot recall anything going off the rails quite like this. The souffle is probably falling in the kitchen, but you know, on a brighter note, there's more leftovers for me. (laughs) And we never see Kathy again. (laughs) So Erica continues her reign of terror and empty promises while Kyle and Dorit try like trying to get her to stop. But, um, Sutton gives up and she's like, I'm leaving. Erica pushes her chair in and says goodbye. And in true iconic fashion, Sutton is in a complete, like about to melt down, but did not forget to take that Baccarat uh, butterfly that Kathy gave all the ladies before leaving. And I love that. She's like (laughs) gesticulating wildly with that gift. Just no, 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 all out the door, loving it. Oh, loving it again back at the table erica has fully gone into dr evil mode um she has procured muffy the fluffy white dog that lisa has been talking to and whispering sweet nothings into its ear and she says yeah if you've got the if you have the balls to sit here and say it then you have the balls for me to push back and crystal says i agree Now, I guess now is a good time because a lot of people really turned on Crystal last night and I... This week and last week. And I agree and disagree. I think she's right. You have to... When you're going to put yourself out there, you have to be prepared for what is coming. Great lesson that we all have to learn is... Do not ask a question if you're not going to like the answer, right? Don't ask somebody how you look in a dress, and if they say they don't like it, you're going to be mad at them. You asked them to be honest with you, and they were. And so you get what you get, and you don't get upset, right? On the other hand, it's like, yeah, if you're going to say something, you have to be prepared for what you're going to get back. And obviously Erica was not going to respond well to any sort of insinuation of being called a liar, on camera or off. But to say the phrase, like, if you you have the balls to sit here and say something, that wasn't the situation. It's not like Sutton... Well, okay, maybe Sutton did... It's not like Sutton came there with the express purpose of coming after her. It was a situation where... She was like, oh, I'm going to be honest and tell her how I feel. But also, you guys are, Kyle, are pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. Which, Garcelle points out, is only heightening the situation. And I think that's a great point. It probably was not going to go well. But it's definitely not going to go well when everybody's saying, be honest, be honest, be honest. As if there's some elephant in the room that Sutton is not telling, and then there's some bomb that's going to be dropped. Kyle definitely made that situation worse, as she's wont to do, and I hope that everybody sees the truth. I'm Shannon Bedora, yelling, you will all see the truth, and I want everybody to watch this episode. If you didn't come out of this episode feeling some way about Kyle being a snake, <laughs> snake in the grass, a Cartier snake in the grass, then I admonish you to watch it again. She sucks, bro. Like, she sucks. <laughs> and why does nobody see it? Why am I the only one? <laughs> so anyway, um, Sutton walks out. Kathy walks out. Kyle walks out. Garcelle walks out. Sutton keeps saying, no, no. I Did you see how she treated me? I, I, I cannot. No. So Kyle's trying to comfort her by saying she can't sue you. Erica cannot sue you for saying that you don't believe in something. And then Garcelle says, like I just said, you guys are riling up her Erica up. And so Kyle's still insistent that Sutton has not been honest about this something and <clears throat> that she hasn't said one particular thing. They try to get her to come back into the house. Sutton's like, I'm out of here. Thank you for the butterfly. I'm out. Um, and so everybody goes back uh, to the table. And Garcelle says to Erica, you freaked her out. Lisa's playing confused person number one. And is like, well, why? Like, I just can't imagine. Like, what just happened? <laughs> Bitch, what are you? Girl. Erica says she's not going to feel bad about reacting to somebody calling her a liar. And Kathy's like, yep, thief liar or just two words that you can't attribute to somebody and Erica says and I've been called that every day now so I if you think I'm going to accept that from Sutton on top of everything else right now you're a fucking idiot (laughs) in a confessional Kyle says in a confessional not to Erica not to her face she says the biggest bullshit thing I've ever seen ever heard which is she's seen Erica go off on Eileen you know, the infamous, like, you don't know what I go through at night thing um, that she has seen uh, Erica go off on Teddy and, but as Sutton's friend, it bothers her that Erica or that Sutton was being intimidated by Erica and backing down instead of just speaking up and telling her truth about what she's been feeling because she feels like Erica's bark is worse than her bite. What the fuck? (laughs) What the actual fuck? So you're saying that you've seen this woman have a history of going off on people. Let the record reflect that when Erica did go off on Teddy, y'all don't remember the situation. Teddy said something about how Erica may have been stretching the truth about something. And, you know, Erica snapped and was like, don't call me a fucking liar. Never do that again. Blah, blah, blah. Teddy cried. She burst into tears and she left. So now, and that's your best friend, Kyle, right? So it's okay for Teddy to do that. But Sutton somehow needs to have pushed through Erica threatening to sue or having Tom threaten to sue her because eventually she feels like Erica would have backed down. What the fuck? That is so ass backwards. I don't even know whose ass it is and what's going on. I it I what what is wrong with her? If you are so insistent that she's going to be able to handle this information so well, why don't you tell her what you feel? Why don't you tell her what you've been saying about her? If she's not a bully, if, if it's not that big of a deal, then why don't you push through and tell her how you really feel? You try it and see what happens. So the dinner party from hell is officially over. And later we see Lisa going over to Garcelle's house. So we find out that two months ago when they had uh, that lunch party at uh, the Hamlin's house where Harry cooked everything. Garcelle really loved his sauce. She said she wanted to take it home. So the next day, Lisa and Harry dropped it off at Garcelle's house. So (laughs) this is everybody, this is what I said. Everybody's pretending. I said last week, I think, I hope I said last week, that Lisa set up this whole situation of like drunk Rena's coming out in order to, in the future, you know, have this defense of, oh, I don't know what happened. Like, so she knew she. Like, Artie was like, okay, well, if anything happens, then I could just pretend like I didn't hear anything or I didn't know what was going on because I was so wasted on two drinks a glass of wine and a cocktail. Okay, so Lisa <laughs> starts this fake ass campaign about how, you know, Garcelle, I really need you to fill me in because a drunk Rena was there last night, so I just can't remember. <laughs> The fact that Garcelle would even entertain this is funny to me. What Garcelle should have done was ask her, "Well, tell me what you remember," instead of filling her in, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Garcelle starts talking about how, you know, Erica threatened Sutton, Sutton, or and then Erica said it was a th- it wasn't a threat. It was a, It was a promise. And Lisa's like, "Wow, that really must have been bad." <sighs> I mean, it's almost laughable. It's almost laughable, but it's so dumb. So then when Garcelle mentions how Sutton got up crying, she's like, oh, I didn't even see any of that. You didn't see this woman who was sitting right next to you in a bright orange power suit get up and walk out. You were that drunk that you didn't remember her leaving get the fuck out of here girl come on (laughs) stop playing in my face if you guys are going to be conniving and backhanded and tricksy like this like at least do it to my intelligence level you got to step it up rena so garcelle says basically we got to figure something out between sutton and erica because the more we hang out together the more like they're gonna have to coexist and i don't know how we're gonna do that and because Sutton feels threatened and Lisa's like well it's up to them to figure that out because it really sounds like it was horrible but I wouldn't know because I was just just so drunk Drunk, Ritter! I was I, I had one cocktail in that bell and I rang a dang dang maybe that's why you didn't hear what was going on because you fucking busted your eardrum on that da- damn bell maybe that's why that would make more sense than you being too drunk to remember anything And at the very least, this is what I'm talking about playing to my intelligence level. If you're going to act like you don't know what happened and you heard that story, at least act appropriately surprised. You know, for somebody who would have heard this situation for the first part, you've been like, oh, my God, what? Is that what happened? Like, she was like, wow, that's so crazy. Well, ooh, ooh, that sounds bad. Sounds really, really horrible. Girl. (laughs) Okay. We have seen you with much like more enthusiasm towards Erica's new fucking bathroom wallpaper than you did towards somebody threatening to sue another member of your cast. See? Stop playing with me. Anyway. Um then they start talking about like Garcelle switches it up and says, and she kind of feels like it's Erica. Lisa, Kyle, and Dorit in one camp and Crystal Sutton and Garcelle in another one and Lisa's like oh my gosh why do you feel that way (laughs) see (laughs) oh I can't stand her Garcelle then says point blank that she feels like Lisa is not looking out for her and Lisa's like really I'm so sorry you feel that way I really don't feel that way Garcelle has to bring up how in La Quinta, when the drama happened between she and Erica, <clears throat> that Lisa totally took Erica's side and was like putting her arm over her shoulder and saying, whispering in her ear that that's such bullshit, what Garcelle did. And um, then at the Rena Beauty launch party, she said nothing when Garcelle and Dorit got into it. And Lisa tries to say, oh, well, it, it's really not my place to say anything. And Garcelle just laughs at her and is like, "Rena, come on. Like, if, you, if it wasn't your place to say anything then, then it's never your place to say anything. But you always say stuff. So, you know, <laughs> sounds like we're picking and choosing here. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in a confessional, again, Lisa acts so nice to Garcelle and so confused about why she feels this way. But then she doesn't say anything until these confessionals that she stands up for the truth or what she believes to be the truth, which is one a very important distinction and then she says she didn't agree with what uh, you know she she did agree with what Dorit was talking about, about Garcelle being like passive aggressive and picky towards her and she goes you expect me to fight your battles? bitch please, bitch I'll bitch please all of you, okay um literally fuck off <laughs> You fought this battle against Denise for a situation that you had zero to do with and she got, she left the show. So you have fought so many battles. <laughs> you tried to lead this battle against the re- or people doing coke in your bathroom. You led the battle of um, this Munchausen situation with Yolanda. But all of a sudden, you don- when it comes to Garcelle, you don't want to fight her battles. Wow. Wonder why that might be, Lisa. Anyway, Lisa continues to be ridiculous and says, you know, I choose not to nitpick with you. But if you're going to nitpick with me, um, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit. If we're going to go there, like I'm going to go there with you. (laughs) She's not going there with you. She's talking about how she doesn't feel like you're a friend to her. That's not a going there situation. She's not coming for you. She, I think, is actually being kinder than she needs to be by saying, I really just kind of don't feel like you have my back. That's you being a bad friend. But okay. So then, are you... (laughs) This made me lose my mind. Because this is such a black girl, white girl conversation. When the white girl has done something fucked up and the black girl has to stand up for herself. And then the white girl finds the most minutiae of thing to be upset about and puts it on equal plane with what she did. So Lisa says, you know, after the party, you know, she had this birthday party for Garcelle and they brought out the cake and Harry brought his sauce over to the, her house. You know, she said she fully acknowledges You said thank you in the moment. You said thank you in the moment at your birthday. You said thank you when the cake came out. And you said thank you in the moment when Harry and I came to your house to drop off the sauce. She says, I didn't get a text from you when we brought the sauce. I would have loved to be able to say to Harry, she loved the sauce and she's thanking you for it. Girl, leave. Get off of my property right now. Garcelle has to look at her and say, I thanked you in the moment when you guys were here. And Lisa says, you did. But the point is, we can both do better. Bitch, you're talking about not getting a text two months ago for some damn sauce that she said thank you for in the minute to his face? She looked at the man in his face and said thank you. But you wanted a follow up thank you text so you could tell him again what she said in the moment when she saw him? Girl. That, and do and that's a do better moment. <laughs> <laughs> she has lost the plot. I've seen a couple people saying that, oh, she's like playing up this character and how funny it is. Hard disagree. <laughs> I think well, I do think that what she's doing is intentional, but it's not giving to quote Rolling Ray this is not giving what it's supposed to give, okay, not at all so next scene, Kyle and Sutton go to flaunt their wealth and spend thousands of dollars on some pinky rings for at some like private viewing for an upcoming auction. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> These new money bitches spending their flashing their cash on like I don't care. I don't care. Um so they start talking about Kathy's dinner and Sutton says that the hardest part for her was when Kyle and the other women's were repeatedly telling her to say more to Erica. Uh yeah, it was the hardest part of the dinner for me too. I fully agree with you, Sutton. And she was confused about what it is that she needed to say. So Kyle, oh, I like I'm cringing just having to repeat her say again. I just wanted you to be honest. And Sutton says, "I was being honest. I'm just not going to listen anybody say you're going to be sued and then act like everything's all sunshine." And Kyle's like, "Well, no offense, but that's what that is. What you were acting like? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> She's calling bullshit on Sutton for." trying to have the conversation with Erica while the girls were like going to the bathroom or whatever. Erica shut her down and so she respectfully was like okay you don't want to talk about it. How many times why, are you, why would you force Erica into a conversation? Why would she do that? <laughs> I don't think that's all acting light and bright. She asked her hey, she says point blank hey I wanted to talk to you there's some things that I needed to say clear up be honest about whatever. Erica completely shut her down. So at that point, you move on. She wasn't acting all light and bright at all. Again, I just wanted you to be honest. And Sutton's like, you know, you talk too much like Dorit sometimes. And then she starts to get upset. And Kyle turns her back to her and Sutton walks away. So Kyle keeps talking. And then it's like, wait, where did you go? (laughs) And Sutton's like, I'm not going to deal with this. But then she gets herself together. She comes back and she says i've given her my truth if she doesn't like it you know she excuse me i gave erica my truth she didn't like it and she threatened me and i've done nothing wrong <sighs> Kyle again well i don't think you're doing anything wrong but you need to be honest and Sutton finally snaps thank god she's like i am being honest <laughs> And then she uses air quotes in re- reference to Kyle and uh, being her friend. Like, oh, you know, this is my quote-unquote friend. And which that upsets Kyle. And in a confessional, she's like, oh, quote-unquote, fuck off. Uh, girl, okay. <laughs> then Sutton finally breaks it all the way down. No, no prisoners. She left no prisoners. She says, I don't know how I can be more straight. I was honest with her. I did say that I called her a liar. I did say I didn't believe the story. I did say I had a problem with the timeline. Um, I have said more things to her than anyone in that group would ever say because you're all scared of her. <laughs> and then she hits us with a one-two punch of truth. And in her confessional says, I think everybody wants to know these questions that I'm asking, but they all want me to be the one to ask them. They're all curious, they all have their doubts, but I'm going to have to be the spokesperson for all of them. Y'all are acting like you don't care, you don't know where all the shit is coming from, but your ears are burning too, just like mine. Kyle again starts up this bullshit train of, you know, as a friend it just bothered me that you would back down and be weak. (laughs) But it also bothered me how Erica reacted and, you know, you and Erica need to figure things out because... But I just don't want any anger misdirected towards me. <laughs> Why? It wouldn't be a misdirection, first of all. It, she would. Sutton has every right to be angry at you for heightening the situation. And let's all let the record reflect that even though Erica has a years-long history of going after women, yelling at them, threatening them, looking them directly in the face, and telling them how they can and cannot behave towards her, um, making people cry, that not once has anybody on that cast called her a bully. But Garcelle tells the truth all the time to these women's face in the moment, and yet she's the bad guy. She's the bad guy. And I think we all can remember that if anybody's been called a bad guy Um, speaking of Jagger, P.K. and Dorit have a date night, and Dorit said, I don't know, several words in succession that I think had something to do with her life, or the wedding dresses, or Beverly Beach, or something, I don't care, don't know. Um, but after this, whew, what a moment, what a fucking moment. I, you know, we've all been wondering what is going on with Dorit, why in the first half of the season we barely saw her, but P.K., Earned her check for her in this moment. <laughs> he earned every her whole season check, and maybe this, maybe last season, maybe this season too. For every, ugh, it was so satisfying. He was finally like just a, like a release and a relief of somebody breaking it all down and just mentioning it all. Ugh, I loved it, and honestly, like I was a little bit attracted to. It. Pk during this moment, okay, and I'll admit that maybe one nipple got slightly. Never mind. Um. Anyway, so pk um asks Erica. She asked Dorit about like what's up with Erica. How's she doing? Dorit says, well, at this point, she doesn't talk a whole lot about Tom, and she basically keeps telling them like she can't talk right now about certain things, and you know they'll have to she'll have to clue them in in the future. And pk says, well, she can say she's sorry for the victims. I mean. There's a lot she can say. That's not an illegal issue. She can say what's happened is devastating. And this was just the amuse-bouche on the justice meal, six-course meal that PK served to us. And I loved it. I loved it. Okay? He gave us caviar pie, and it was caviar on the top, and truth, honesty, and righteousness on the bottom. And that's a filling. That is delicious to everybody. So. Then Dorit says, well, she has said that this is devastating. But when we get a flashback of it, we see that that very much did not happen. After Garcelle had to break it all the way down and give her a vulnerable, heart-tugging story about her sister dealing with a very similar situation to all of Tom and Erica's. And I will say both of them because she benefited off of it. All of Tom and Erica's victims... And how her sister went through a medical issue. She had been uh, naively waiting for her lawyer to give her uh, the payout that she was owed. And she kept waiting and waiting and waiting and it never came. And um, after Garcelle did that whole moment and saying the victims are most important, Erica's response is, yeah, the victims um, need to be taken care of. I mean, that's like the least (laughs) kind, heartfelt statement. And he is absolutely right. This is not a, the victim's priority is not a legal manner. You can express even a half ounce of empathy. It would have gone a long way, a long way. So Paul V. Kemsley had, like, he has been waiting. I gotta say, like, when he first stepped on the scene, their first uh, season, when he turned to Erica and said, um, uh, you're not deliberately cold, you're inherently cold. And I thought, my God, that feels yucky for him to say. I'm not really one of those people who, there seems to be, like... (laughs) And I don't know if this is just, like, the circles of people I hang with or if this is, like, a specific housewives culture situation where there's always a conversation of men and women fighting. Who's involved? Husbands? Should husbands speak up about something that's happening with the wives? Or should they not? they let the wife handle it. Whatever. It's such a confusing little thing that I just personally feel like most of the time, these women use it as a card to be like... "I." They just don't want to take responsibility for something. So they're just like, oh, well, he shouldn't be saying that to me because he's your husband. You know, like, oh, can you imagine a, a man saying something to me that is right about how I'm a bad person? <laughs> That's your husband. Leave me alone. Anyway, um, I, like I said, I, at the time, it, like I said, was not... I was not upset with him saying that because it was a husband saying that to somebody's wife. I was upset because it just seemed like I liked Erica at the time and it just seemed like a little too you and me. Like he was a little bit horny for the camera. He was, he knew all his angles and it just seemed like he was thirsty. Here's the thing. He was right. (laughs) He was right. It's not a persona. This cold Erica Jane, I'm steely, back the fuck off. I'm a bad bitch. It's ingrained within her. It's got to be because you don't act this way towards people who are suffering if that is not an inherent trait within you. So anyway, like I don't know how the Emmy M&E, Emmys. I don't know how the Emmys work, but if they're submitting an Emmy for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season, that needs to be the scene. PK going off and breaking down how fucked up Erica's behavior is online and off, that needs to be the scene that they submit. Because that was some compelling shit. That was absolutely compelling. So then he says, you know, PK says that he does not feel like Erica's helping herself with her social media presence. And Dorit's like, oh, you know, funny you should mention that. Kyle brought that up to me. And we see a flashback from two days earlier where they are having a conversation. Kyle and uh, Dorit are having a conversation about um, some posts that Erica had made. So we knew that uh, Erica used to be an ambassador for Savage X Fenty, Savage by Fenty, however you pronounce it, Rihanna's lingerie line. And that, obviously that dropped. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she announced that ambassadorship maybe, like, a few months before all of this shit went down. And obviously, like, you know, you get your timed con posts so you know, like, the schedule's up. So this was something that clearly, like, she had been scheduled to do. So, anyway, there were posts that they were, like, they could excuse and say, okay, that had to do with the spawn con. She kind of had to post that picture, but then there were other posts where she's saying things in the captions like, "You know, I thought about disabling the comments, but you, because uh, you are all so gullible, I just can't." And so Kyle says, "You know, it's hurting her even more." And personally, she thinks that Erica's going around it, going about it wrong. I guess we'll have to drop a put a pin in that too to see if Kyle, you know, ever decides to be honest with Erica about that, or if it just comes up in the reunion. I wonder if she's going to say that to her face. Anyway, PK says that it's just inappropriate at this time because it sends a message that she does not care, a thing and a sentiment that continues to this day. Dorit says that Erica keeps saying that, you know, these are allegations and PK says, no, it's not alleged what Tom has done. What's alleged is that he's lost his mind and he doesn't know what day it is and that he can't remember 10 minutes ago. That's alleged. (laughs) And that's highly unlikely, because, I mean, that guy's been actively borrowing money and doing what he's been doing for the last three years, but suddenly he can't remember who he is and what he's done. Ooh. Ooh, thank you. So then Dorit tries to say that, you know, she thought Tom was such a sweet man, and then it turned out that he was cheating on Erica left, right, and center, and how Erica only found out at the tail end of her relationship, which is wrong. (laughs) That is patently incorrect. Erica said that she found, about, found out about Tom cheating when Yolanda and David Foster got divorced seven years ago. I would hardly call that the tail end of a relationship, but okay. Um, then she says something about how Erica could come out of this and create a whole new life for herself. And PK interrupts her, fortunately, and says uh, not if she's not careful about how she conducts herself. No, you need to send out the right message. And um, I just don't think that with your legs open and stockings, it's just not the right message (laughs) because you're portraying that you just don't care, that you're uninterested and that you're living your best life. Eric is basically giving a middle finger to the creditors and they're going to come for her. (laughs) Perfect. He's he's exactly right. And, you know, I love that he was like... If anybody should know it should me, it should be me. I've been in a situation where I had a what do you say like a five hundred and fifty million pound uh bankruptcy, which is about a million dollars in in uh, dollars <laughs> um and yeah, it's just like that situation was a corporate situation that was like a business of business situation, but she has like actual victims here that are. Wanting their fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, and that could be a life changing situation for them. And she's out here with her legs in the air. That's not a good look, babe. <laughs> thank you, thank you, PK. Dorit mentions in a confessional how you know Erica can um, um has her you know alter ego of she invented this character of Erica Jane, and she thinks that that's where Erica Girardi feels her most strength, but the ego needs to go away for a minute because she doesn't think this is a good move for Erica. Um, Yeah. I mean, PK goes on to say, you know, if I had behaved a certain way during my bankruptcy lawsuit, they would have stuck it to me because you can't just be like, Hey, middle fingers up. Fuck you guys. You know, completely. He's so right. Uh, No edits. Perfect, 100% A+. Sticker, gold star. Mm, Delicious. Thank you. So, we end the episode with Garcelle having the ladies over for a traditional Haitian meal to introduce the women to more of her culture. And Lisa's the one who arrives first. And she tells this harrowing tale of... In her confessional about how she didn't grow up around a lot of fish. And, you know, she's going to be powering through by eating this woman's Haitian food because she's just not much of a fish person. God. How brave. How brave. (laughs) This is a woman who fully did an adult diaper commercial. A national commercial. She's scared to eat fish cooked by a professional chef in a beautiful home in celebration of her Haitian uh, uh, heritage. Crazy. Uh, So then they start this, like, they make a $20 bet about who they think is going to show up last, because Lisa's had this tendency, and Garcelle have a tendency to always show up first. So Garcelle says she thinks it's going to be Dorit, and Lisa thinks it's going to be Kathy. So Dorit actually ends up showing next. And Garcelle's like, oh, you know, oh, that's so funny that we just made this uh, bet, and you know, uh, Dorit's like, oh, well, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> and in a confessional, she's like, you know, do I always show up late, or is that another passive aggressive thing? Because of course you're saying it with a laugh. It's like, girl, she's getting like a Teddy. She's giving Teddy. Now, at this point, with the, like, lame jabs and the lame clapbacks, and, like, maybe we should check under all that Louis Vuitton for Nat's wings. Because she's getting, she's molting. She's molting. Um, So, all the ladies arrive. They sit down for dinner. The first course is a pumpkin soup um, that the chef and Garcelle explain was more of like a delicacy because it takes pumpkin a while to grow and so it was really only afforded or available to the upper echelon so then garcelle another course comes out and garcelle mentioned something being spicy so like she says oh you know if you guys aren't really into spice then don't touch it so uh, dorit starts talking about how oh i can do spicy like, you know, me and my, me and my mom's black uh, best friend really love spice. I'm just kidding. She starts talking about how her mom's from Morocco. Her dad's Israeli. Their cuisine is very spicy. And, you know, American food is just so bland. American food is so bland. And, I'm, you know, okay. Okay. We get it. You've had curry before. Okay. <laughs> we got it. We don't, you don't have to do all this, girl. You don't have to lie to kick it. Well, she's not lying. Like, I don't want to act like I'm, like, being insensitive towards the fact that her parents are, like, actually, I think they're immigrants. But uh, it's just like, okay. <laughs> then she starts talking about how, you know, I think that this is a reason why PK fell in love with me. And, you know, we, was the blah, 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 dates, two months, with, I don't know. And, and, of course, you guys don't want to hear that. And, you know. That's the international phrase for, like, please, I want you guys to encourage me to continue with this story that none of you care about. You know, nobody gives a fuck about you and PK's love story. Sorry. (laughs) um... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. Then Kyle's like, well, I just need to know if this is going to, the story is going to run through the dessert course or like what's, what's happening here. But, oh, you know, no, nope, no problem with that. I mean, well, Dorit did end up calling Kyle a cunt, which, you know, <laughs> but we powered through and and that's the difference that we didn't have to do this whole thing, a whole speech. We didn't have to confront her in front of all the girls. You just called her a cunt and kept pushing. Okay. <laughs> so, Lisa continues this harrowing journey of her eating fish and she says in a confessional she's really trying hard because she wants to be respectful of Garcelle's heritage, but if you want to be respectful, just eat the fucking fish and keep it pushing. Like, you don't have to be like, I try I did it. I did it. I ate the fish. I did it. Hooray uh, hur- for me, I tried to bite a fish. Girl. <sighs> she acts like a toddler. She acts like a toddler who's like, I ate my broccoli, Mom. See? Mommy, I did it. Now can I have dessert for dinner? Then here comes Kyle, who, when she asks what, asks what conk is, they're like, oh, you know, it's kind of like a snail. And she's, Ugh. Her face is like, "Oh, Oh, no. You guys have been in some of the finest Michelin star restaurants all over the globe. You don't eat snail? Never? We, girl... I can't stand this. I hate, like, a picky eater if there's not a reason behind it. Like, you saying you didn't come from a fish family doesn't mean that, like, you need to scream, I did it, I did it, to everybody as if this was an accomplishment. You were 58 years old, Lisa. 58 years old. Anyway. Then they start talking about Kyle and Sutton's dust-up at that auction and how... You know, Sutton used air quotes to refer to Kyle as a friend, and the cameras pan over to Erica, who's completely checked out, just scrolling through her phone. In a confessional, she says she doesn't really care about anybody's quote unquote friendship, so she's looking at the New York Times. Um, ma'am, can you afford that? <laughs> How much is that a month? Like, or did you do that thing where, like, you go past your article limit for the month and you have to, like, quickly turn off your data? Or you do it in incognito mode so it's free? <laughs> so they can't detect that you, this was the same paywall that's blown through their limit from last month? Ah, uh, y'all know that trick, right? It's a good one. <laughs> um So anyway, the ladies move to have drinks and they're talking and... You know, it's a little bit cold, so Garcelle gets some jackets for everybody, and they start talking about how she gives Kyle this, like, brightly colored jacket, and they start talking about how they both like to wear bright colors. And Garcelle's like, oh, yeah, I've been looking for those Gucci, those yellow Gucci pants that you had on the other day, because I really liked them. Erica makes a face, and she turns to Lisa and says, when was that? And Lisa's like, oh, you weren't invited. You weren't there. You weren't there. You weren't invited. Garcelle's like, oh, damn. I shouldn't have even mentioned that. So (sighs) Kyle, owner of the pants, wearer of the pants, also present at this conversation. like, when did I wear those pants? When was that? And then Lisa and Kyle then ping pong of this like, oh, let's not talk about it. But it's that time where you were invited. But we shouldn't get to it. But it was the time where we all talked about you. But we don't want to talk about it. But you were left out. We did. Everybody was there but you. And we all talked about you. But we should probably should not talk about that it because it's awkward, right? But you weren't there. And you weren't invited. So anyway. Um, Lisa, Dorit, and Crystal. Not Crystal. Lisa, Dorit, and Erica end up leaving. And the rest of the girls are there. And Garcelle turns to Sutton and says, oh, is this the first time that you've seen... Erica since the dinner at Kyle's. And Sutton's like, yeah, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the first time this, I've seen her, but I don't have anything to say to her anyway. So then Garcelle asks Sutton if she's expecting an apology from Erica. And Sutton's like, oh, I don't care if I get one or not. But Kyle says, well, here's the problem. Erica's expecting one. <laughs> and Sutton does this like this thing that I'm loving of her, just like... <laughs> Just this, like, sad laugh of, like, you got to be kidding me. In a confessional, Sutton yells, If anybody deserves an apology, it's the victims. And then maybe me because she threatened me with her fangs out. (laughs) And her doo-doo nail. (laughs) Sutton then says that she got pushed into a conversation that she didn't want at the dinner table with everybody involved. Kyle again. Well, if you say something, then you have to be honest. (sighs) And that if anybody, everybody else had this conversation about me and called me a liar and questioned my integrity, then, you know, I would just want everybody to say it with me, to me, because I would want to know. Okay, well, did you tell Erica what you've been saying about her? Has Dorit been telling Erica what she said? Because you would want to know. So why aren't you treating her friend, your friend, like you want to be treated? very interesting how that's not working how it's not curling over for her but okay okay so garcelle is like that's interesting that you said that you want to hear things in the moment because kind of reminds me of the time where i donated at your auction and you didn't bring up until six months later at the reunion that i didn't pay kyle's defense was like oh well i'm not in charge of the money i didn't know anything about it like it's not my responsibility okay well why did you bring it up then You said that shit with your whole chest, like, oh, I got you, bitch. Oh, but now it's tweets not loading. Now it's, oh, I didn't have anything to do with that. And then she wants to wax, like, oh, sympathetic for, oh, oh, why is she bringing this up? I thought we were in a better place. Kyle, you bring shit up from the past all the time. (laughs) Whether it's fashion, whether it's moments that happened where you feel... Screwed over. You bring that shit up all the time. That is so funny to me. So funny. Ugh. Anyway. Someone says she's sick of being in the hot seat, and I feel you, girl. And Kyle is like, okay, well, how can we move forward? And Crystal's like, well, we're not. Because I was with Erica two days ago, and there is no moving forward. And we see a flashback <clears throat> from four days earlier where Erica and Crystal are, like, working out or something, and Erica's telling Crystal that there's nothing new to say. There's no apology coming out of her mouth ever to Sutton. Not happening. Not going to do it. And so Kyle says, so do you think that they have to pretend to like each other? And Crystal's like, no, there's no pretending. They're just going to be cordial because that's what people do. <laughs> so in a confessional, Kyle says, well, this dinner Eck with- Garcelle's was not Erica and Sutton being cordial. It was them being rude and icing everybody out and it made it uncomfortable for everyone. Well, let's roll that footage because it seemed like everybody had a pretty nice time and maybe it was awkward for you. Maybe you're feeling guilty because I don't know. You're the one who started this whole situation and maybe you're concerned that it's gonna come back on you again. Maybe Sutton... Would have thought that, hey, I'm going to call you out because you kept saying, be honest, be honest, be honest. And I told you I'm the only one being honest and you guys aren't telling the truth. Is that what you were so worried about? Nobody was icing you out. <laughs> what is she talking about? <sighs> anyway. Um, Garcelle starts talking about how, you know, just like you guys are just going to have to moving forward. Eric and Sutton be on opposite ends of the table and we'll all just deal with it that way. And Kyle starts talking about, like, you know, moving forward and and at least putting a Band-Aid on the situation. And in a confessional, Crystal says, they hurt each other. There's no moving forward. That's it. Now, I have to admit, the first time I watched this, I didn't love it. I did not love uh, Crystal... Uh, being so cold towards Sutton or it just felt like she, it felt like her coldness was personal and not for the situation. I, I don't know. It was like, she was being kind of weird about this. Like, do you want Sutton to be honest or do you think she got what she deserved by being honest? It seemed like she was like, oh, well, you know, you get what you pay for. So just get over it because she's never going to be your friend. And there was something, there was shades of like mean girl to it. Kind of like, I understand why Crystal doesn't fuck with Sutton. I get it a thousand percent. I just think that she is, I feel like she's siding with Erica or at least, in support with Erica or building a friendship with Erica because she was probably a fan of Erica before she got on the show. And also now it's like, Oh, it's Erica versus Sutton. Well, obviously I'm going to be on team Erica. I don't know. I, it feels like her siding and her coldness towards the situation is Sutton hate specific. And I just don't love it, but she's also not wrong. Like y'all said what you said, you hurt her. She hurt you you guys aren't going to be friends. Like, that's okay. And it is okay. And you guys are all going to have to deal with it, especially you, Kyle, since you're the one who made the situation worse than it needed to be. So thank you, everybody. Um, That will be it for me this week. I will be back next week with another recap. I'm looking forward to it. It looks hella messy. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye bye